Welcome to In the Midst, a podcast centered around stories of people in the midst of life. The good, the hard, and the hilarious parts of our stories that maybe we gloss over for the sake of moving on to the next thing. Our goal is to bring you into the lives of our friends and potential friends and share how God is moving in the midst of their lives. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the In the Midst podcast. Today is just Erin and I, and we're talking about a topic, the topic of friendship. And we're so excited to kind of break some of this down. Um, and friendship in the view of what does it look like to be friends with people at all in all different seasons of life. So we're excited to just come to you, just Erin and I. We love these discussions. Mm-hmm. Because we get to kind of do the thing that we love to do anyways, just talk about deep things and discuss and share stories. So, We're going to kind of do it like we do our interviews, um, but not really interview each other, but just kind of talk about what's good, what's hard about um, friendship as an adult and in different seasons of life um, and then walk through some other stuff. But um, so I'll just kind of kick it off. Um, One thing that's really cool um, that I think is really cool about being friends with people as an adult is um, you kind of get to choose your friends, right? So like when you're a kid, you, your friends are kind of, you know, who's on your neighborhood who's sometimes your siblings are your friends. Sometimes your cousins are your friends. Sometimes it's the people in your class. I mean, it's just whatever's around you. That's the only option you have. Um, But, you know, as an adult, you know, you get to pick the things that you enjoy doing. You get to pick the church that you go to. You get to do a lot of different, um, uh, you get to pick, you know, do I want to be friends with people at work? Do I, want to be friends with people at the gym. I mean, you get to pick all these different things that you can pursue avenues of friendship. Um, And that's what's, what's really fun and what's really good. But at the same token, I think that's what makes it really hard. Um, Mm. So for me personally in my life, as you guys know, I've moved um, in the past three years. And so it's really fun because I get to meet new people and make new friends, but it also means that I've got my heart is like split. I've got friends who live 500 miles away and then I've got friends who are close, but like we don't have the traction that my friends who live 500 miles away do. And so it's kind of hard to build relationships, but it's worth it because the only way that we'll get the traction is doing time together. But, you know, it's like one of those things that it's a catch 22 of like, man, this is really good because I have friends all over the country, but Mm. at the same time, it's really hard because my heart is split all over the country. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's really hard. I think what you pointed out about how you get to choose your friends, I think mm-hmm. about that of like, I think, um, especially as young adults coming out of college, like you got to choose your friend. I mean, you kind of naturally found friends, maybe the people you lived around and things like that. Um, but that idea that you get to choose the people you spend time with. And how oftentimes we have a hard time maybe walking away from friends that are or people that are hard for us to spend time with. Like we have a hard time drawing mm-hmm. boundaries, but we actually do have the power of that choice. And of course, there's like kind ways to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think that um, oftentimes 
it's easy to feel trapped in friendships or not trapped. I don't want to use that word, but it's easy to feel like we can't have healthy friendships. And so I think that just that permission of like, you get to choose, you get to choose the people you spend time around with. Um, Mm -hmm. and that was like, for me, that's a, it's a conscious choice sometime or like, who are the people that are really life giving? And sometimes when I'm very depleted at the end of the day, like there are certain people that I love to spend time with because they're very life giving and I can go and be around them and I don't have to bring anything to the table and they're, they just love me where I'm at. And then there's people that I really, really love and I want to be all there for, and Mm. they require a different kind of energy um, and a different kind of investment. And so like, I want to be the best version of myself with them. And so there it's a, that's a different kind of friend, you know, or the people who I'd go and do activities with versus the people I sit in a coffee shop and talk with, you know? So I think that there's sometimes like allowing yourself to have different kinds of friends is really important in that. So, but getting to choose your friend, I really like that point. That was sort of what I um, took away from what you just said, but yeah, it I is would say, fun. But, okay, yeah. so what else do you think is good or hard? Well, so what I would say what is really good um, about friendships, especially as an adult, is that um, you really do get to find people that um, I like to call them kindred spirits, like the people who you really feel like a strong spiritual connection with. For me, like the deepest friendships I have are people who like the basis isn't just the activity that we do together. Uh Sometimes that's the starting point, but then it's this, a different kind of connection. And, um, probably like a part of my story is that friendships mean a lot to me. And, um, and so like, I want to spend time with people, um, that like are really life giving and really fun. And I really enjoy being around them and they make me a better person. Um, Uh and so, um, you know, there's times when I've done that really well and times I haven't. Um, but I think that that's really like the, the good part of it being adult is that like finding people who help you live your life well has been really like good to see that and, and that you help too. So it's not just about like consumerism. It's about like both, like everybody together, like kind of lifting each other up kind of, um, what's hard about it is like, we all bring junk to the table. Like we all have, baggage or hurt or brokenness that we don't always, we imperfectly help each other deal with. Right. Mm. So there is that part of like, we help lift each other up. But sometimes when you get to the nitty gritty of life, you don't actually like, you aren't going to fully satisfy that friend or you really aren't like, Mm. you may say the wrong thing or you may not respond in the right way. Um, and ultimately you will fail people like you will fail friends. And so I think that's hard is just like in true community, you get to see the really good part of like what God has intended, but you also get to see your brokenness and your sinfulness. Mm -hmm. And I think the best kind of friendships are the ones where you both see your sinfulness or you both mess up and you can go back and say, Hey, like you have grace. Right. Um, and I think we've done that for each other probably in the past. Um, um, and then the present and probably future. But um, I think that that's like what is hard and also mm-hmm. good too in that. And so, yeah. um, you know, and I think in all seasons of life, right? Because there's times when, as I've been friends with my friends who got married and had kids, like their time looks so different than my time. And so figuring out and navigating how to love them well in their season has been really hard for me sometimes. Like I, 
don't always know when to show up at the door. I don't always know what time is the best to hang out. You know, Um, I have a dear friend who she'll probably listen to the podcast. She'll know is that sometimes she wants to hang out with me without her kids. Mm -hmm. And because she gives her full attention and she wants to have that time. Um, And I love to see her with her kids, you know, too. And so like trying to balance both of those is hard. And, uh, but it's this kind of navigating that and communicating because sometimes it's just communicating what you need from your friend. It's so important. We can't read each other's minds. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think, I mean, that comes down to me. What another thing that can be hard for me specifically in friendships is, um, you know, that communication piece. I said earlier, you know, I've got friends all across the country and the primary way by which I, you know, talk to them is either through Marco Polo, which I'm terrible at, or, um, yeah, she's right. I'm, I'm absolutely obnoxious at Marco Polo. I'm not very good at it. Um, and because I don't respond or I'll, I'll listen, I'll watch them and then I just don't respond, um, which is terrible. But, um, but communication, I think even, I mean, Larissa and I had a text conversation the, the other day just about like me being in a hard spot. And like, for me, it's really difficult to reach out, um, and ask for help. But that is such a, a, you know, vital, obviously aspect of a friendship. Um, and you know, yeah, just, just saying those things when you need help, when you need someone even to just, you know, call you and just listen to you talk, Mm um, whether that's a acknowledging that need, um, just the fact that you need that and whether that friend can provide that need or not, that's not, you know, that's not the problem. The issue for me usually is I just need to voice that need mm-hmm. and, and, and remind myself of my um, humanity. But anyways, I don't know how I got all on that <laughs> tangent, but that's what can be hard about friendship yeah. for me. Um, well, I, I was going to say too, um, I think that like, everybody needs different um, or they operate in friendships differently. Like some people are like, can have one or two friends, like really close deep friends and they're good. They're set, you know, mm-hmm. and they have other friends that they do stuff with and maybe it's not as, as deep. And then other friends, other people have like, you know, five or six kind of deep friendships or mm-hmm. things like that. And cause you were talking about how you have those friends that know you really well and have known you like longevity of friendships. Mm-hmm. And then you have those kind of newer friends, um, that you still kind of have a deep relationship with, or maybe those are the friends you live day to day life with. Um, but those like long friendships, like I think about you and me, or just even some of our like college friends who like we've known each other forever. And there's like a little bit of like, even if we don't see each other very often when we do get together, like we've lived a lot of life together. And so there is this level of depth that's already there and established and it's easy. Um, you know, and I think that there's like, you know, there's a good comfortability to that. And then I think like new, cause friendships take a while to get there. And I think as an adult one, and I should say this for like the hardest part is that as an adult, like you don't have a lot of that natural space that builds friendship, right? Like in college or maybe in high school, like you spend a lot of time with your friends. You spend a lot of time doing stuff to activities and, you know, 
think in the dorms when you like had so much time that you spent with your friends, <laughs> you know, and I think like, and, and, and it is adult, like you go to work every day and like, maybe you find a friend at work that you like spend a lot of time with and that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you don't like, and your friends are at church and you may see them twice a week maybe. And so like your time looks so different and you have to pick and choose what you put your time into, you know? And if you have a family, like if you have a husband and children, or if you're a, a guy listening to this, you have a spouse or a wife, um, <laughs> children, you know, you are spending your time with them and you know that your spouse is your friend too. But I think there is this part of like figuring out how to like where to invest your time and like how much time to spend. Um, sometimes you lean on the longevity of friendships because you know, you don't have a lot of time and you lean yeah. on those other communication things like Marco Polo or texting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's hard. It takes time and investment. And I know I've gone through seasons where like, you know, I have invested in new friendships and like, it's just like, I'm like, why am I so exhausted? And it's like, because you have to explain yourself over and over again. Like, you know, they don't, you know, building that longevity and that depth of friendship and relationship is hard, hard work. Yeah. And yeah. So I think that was like all that to say that's like hard. <laughs> no, yeah, you're completely right. Uh, yeah. I love that. Um, and, and kind of thinking about, so like, you know, we like to talk about on here, like what are we learning about God in this season that we're in? And thinking about, you know, what do I learn about God in like the in the process of friendship or in the reality of friendship and relationships and um I was thinking about this, um, and this is really kind of simplistic, but it's kind of profound too. But like the fact that, you know, I have these friends that, um, a, like God, you know, he's, he's directing my path. He's, he's leading me where he leads me. He's putting people in my path to, um, to either get to know or become friends with or whatever acquaintances, whatever, but just like his, um, hand and his faithfulness and all of that, just seeing, um, how he works those things together, um, is really comforting to me to know, obviously he's over all of that. And like, I can rest assured that, um, he's going to bring people into my path. Now, yes, it's going to take work and I got to pursue friendship. And that looks like you were saying earlier that it's difficult as an adult, especially when you don't have a lot of those shared common um, blocks of time or whatever. Um, but then also, I think the other thing I learned about God and I continue to learn about God is that like he, um, through friends, I see, <clears throat> I see that he cares and he is, excuse me, intimately concerned with the details of my life. And I see that through people pursuing me in friendship. If sinful um, men and women can do that for me in my life, then I know that the Lord is doing that. And he obviously does that way more and way better than I could ever do. I think, isn't that, I feel like that that's like such a good, um, yeah, that's such a good reminder um, cause I think about faithful friendships, um, of people who I've been friends with for a long time and who've loved me through some really, really hard seasons. And I think, man, um, probably if I was that person, I might just like walk away, you know, and I'm, I'm very thankful that, um, for people who 
stay with me in, in the hard seasons, you know? Yeah. And, um, and that looks different. Like, I think it's really important for us to emphasize like at every season of life, like our friendships look different and that's okay. Like I had to come to grips with that. Even I think like moving away from college and just like starting a career, like I was really upset that I was leaving all my, my friends in college, you know? Mm-hmm. And my, remember my mom saying, it's like, you'll make new ones. And I was like, I don't want to make new ones. Um, and then even just like the further I got in career and my friends got married and had kids, like I went through a season of just really like sadness of like, well, okay, what do I do now? You know, all my friends like have other things occupying their time. And even just like realizing I like would do things really spontaneously or last minute and they really needed a couple weeks in advance notice or we have to plan things a month in advance. And, and I think like for a while I get really annoyed because I'm like, well, no one's ever available to do stuff. And, but realizing like the way I can love them well is like, let's put things on the calendar. Like let's plan for stuff. Um, you know, I have a friend that she's like, she wants to, like, when I say we'll see, like that doesn't, that's not very loving to her. Like she wants to put things on the calendar and plan for a time that we can hang out. Um, and the older I've gotten, like the more busy I've gotten and I realize I have to do that. But I think that I, you know, so I kind of saw that of just like how to, how to like invest in that time. Or like you said, kind of like you log time with people. Um, and that's how you, you build friendship and for people that you've been friends with for a long time, it's kind of like maintaining friendship, right? Like a husband and wife are going to go on a date night, right? They're going to go do things to continue to foster their relationship. Well, you kind of have to do the same thing with friends because if you don't, like if you just think everything's fine, your mind fills with some of the negative stuff. And so you have to like be in relationship with people. And I do, I know I do that. Like if I don't, like, here's an example. I haven't heard from Aaron in a while. <laughs> and I was like, um, I wonder if everything is okay. Like, is she mad at me? Like I, that's why I assume right, right away. Like in absence of relationship, your mind goes to the negative. Somebody said that to me this weekend. Maybe it was my sisters. They're really wise. Um, and so like your mind automatically goes to the negative things. And so that's where, um, you know, and I, I think that like I've been in the position where I haven't always been a good pursuer of relationships. I've waited for people to like come to me. And then sometimes I've been an over pursuer where like, here, let me be your friend. Like, you know, let's do all the things together. Um, and sometimes yeah. that can be dangerous too, you know. Yeah. But I think what I learned about God is one, his faithfulness to us. Um, and two, I learn that your walk with God does not like God looks different in everybody's life a little bit. Right. And that's the beauty of the Lord, right? He is the same, but he's also works things out differently for everyone. And there's no like same story. And that's really beautiful. Um, and so seeing God sh- like teaches other people at different points in life is just, yeah, it's just really beautiful and get to witness that in my friend's life when they get, then they share that with me or even just like seeing God work when like life is, is really hard, you know, when the miscarriage happens, when a parent dies or when somebody's like walking through like a big job change or a loss of job, or even just like, when's like, "Ah, my baby's not sleeping. (laughs) And, Mm. you know, like friendship looks different for those things. And, um, sometimes I just, I just learned that like, you just show up like God is present. Just be present, you know, be with people. Don't try to fix their problems. Just be with them. Cause honestly, most of the time, that's what people want is just someone to be there with them in whatever they're dealing with. 
Um, just as like, God doesn't always fix our problem, but he's always with us. And so I learned what that looks like a lot through friendship. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's a picture of, yeah, God doesn't always fix the problem, but he's with us. And that's how comforting that is even. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's really funny because for me, a lot of times in friendship, I think you talked about this earlier, but it's really easy for me to want to be like, okay, I want to make sure I say the exact right thing that helps them, that doesn't hurt them, that leads them on the path to wherever they need to go next. And like a lot of, I've done a lot of therapy in the past year and a half, and I've learned in therapy that And this should be obvious, right? But it's not sometimes for me, but I'm not God. And so like in friendship, I don't have to have this expectation of perfection of myself towards my friends. And I feel like for seasons of my life, I have had that expectation. I have um, wanted to be perfect. I have wanted to make sure that, you know, that I don't hurt somebody in a, in a very immature way of, you know, that's not how relationships are. You're going to hurt somebody. And the fact of the matter is like you talk it through, you work it out and then you continue on down the path of friendship. So not, you know, having these unrealistic expectations for myself or for yourself, if you find yourself in that, in that spot, but realizing, Hey, I'm probably going to hurt this person. I'm probably going to disappoint them. And that's okay because I'm not God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I trust that God will care for them and take care of them and not in an arrogant way, but in a kind way of like, Hey, like, can we do life together? Knowing that we're going to be brushing up against each other. We're like, you know, prickly <clears throat> bushes and we're going to brush up against each other often. And how do we pursue friendship in the midst of all of that too? Yeah. Which yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think that like, Cause there's this certain level of grace you have to have for people. Like mm-hmm. I think when I think about friendship, I always think people think the worst of me. Hmm. I yeah. assume the best of them or I try to assume the best of them, but they, I assume people think the worst of me. Yeah. And I think that there's this example of just like having grace for people of like, if they're late for something or if they don't respond back right away. Like I literally do never get mad at people when they don't respond to my text right away because I just assume that they have lots of life happening. And, and so I think that I, I try my best to like have grace for that. I don't extend the same grace for myself, which is, you know, says something about me, but like I, I just assume that people are busy, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that there's like kind of you have to have the understanding in a friendship of like, hey, like we're both busy and mm-hmm. me responding to a text doesn't necessarily mean not responding to a text doesn't mean that I don't care. doesn't mean, you know, and I have certain friends. I know it will take them weeks to respond. Like, I just know that <clears> about. Them. Yeah. And so like I at first it was like a little weird. And then I just wanted to knew that I was like, OK, whatever, like. Yeah. eventually they'll respond and like at 2 a.m. sometime or you know whatever um <laughs> and then I also like have um people that I know like oh they'll respond to my text right like you get to know people in the way they communicate um and I think that you just have to have grace like you have yeah. to say we're all dealing with hard things and we all deal with so many different people in a day whether it be with work or children or spouse yeah. or you random person on the street, right? Like we all are (laughs) encountering hard things. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
um, and I think what's hard in that is that, like, because like I said earlier, everybody brings their own junk into a friendship, is that when we are unaware of that junk and how it affects other people. Um, and I could say like, even in our years of living together, there's probably like some of my junk that would come out and I wasn't as, you know, now I'm not as, wasn't as self-aware as I am now. Um, (laughs) and probably still unaware of certain things, but you know, I think that as you become more self-aware, I think it's important to like realize what the effect that our stuff has on other people. And then also extending grace of like, Hey, your junk has affected me. Mine has affected you. Let's, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, not laugh it off, but like, let's just say, Hey, pray together and move, move forward, you know, if you can. Well, yeah. And I think, I mean, that goes kind of into, um, you know, ideas of how do you create healthy relationships or like, what are some things that, that we've done in the past or whatever. But I think something that is really crucial is to have a long view of, of people Mm -hmm. in general Mm -hmm. and to have a long view of friendships. So like I can be really upset and all mad about something that you, not you specifically, but that, you know, you as a friend person in general did to me yesterday and I can just give up on a relationship, but gosh, how like I think of, Oh my gosh, like I could miss out on so many things. And so when I think about, different things in my past or different ways in which I've lived my life or whatever. It's like, gosh, I'm glad that people have, have, have a long vision for me and the same, you know, the same of what this friendship could be because 20 years down the line, we're going to be different people. Mm-hmm. We're going to react to things differently. We are going to be, we are going to change people change. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all about cancel culture and, you know, oh, this person is this way. I forget about them. No, 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 no. Like we've got to have long, long term yeah. vision for people and grace and mercy. Um, and, and, um, and especially those that we're closest to, you know, yeah. you can cancel Kanye yeah. West. I don't care about that. But like, <laughs> but people that I'm close to, like, I'm going to yeah. fight for people to know. Um, to, for people to be informed and, and have, you know, whatever. Well, and what a beautiful picture of the gospel to, um, yeah, to learn how to absorb hurt when you need to, like, Mm -hmm. there's always a sacrifice that has to happen, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. when you, when a hurt happens in a friendship or, um, when a failing or whatever, there's somebody that has to absorb the cost. Yeah. And like, I can say that because I've been in that position and Mm. I've needed somebody in that position, like to absorb a cost Mm. and it's hard. Mm. It's really hard to, um, because like you don't forget about the hurt. Um, you make a choice to, like move forward or you make a choice to say, Hey, I'm going to absorb this and I'm going to like want to move on and, um, or move past it or mm-hmm. like f- figure out how to heal. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that the hardest part of that is like, you really have to say like, you both have to be on the same page that the other person acknowledging that you absorb the hurt. Yeah. Know? And, yeah. and say, hey, like, you did that for me and so that we can remain in relationship. Um, and I think that that's really hard. 
mm-hmm. um, if that doesn't happen, you know? Um, and I think there's also a part of, I think being in relationship with people is that we, yeah, we oftentimes have to exemplify like the gospel and exemplify what it means to like be giving Mm -hmm. more of ourselves than what we expect of other people. Cause I think there is so easy to think about friendship in a very selfish view of like, what can they get from, can I get from them? What can they give to me? Consumeristic mindset. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I only like to hang out with them because they love to do this X, Y, and Z, and I do too. Um, but if they really don't want to, if they don't want to do that, I'm I'm not going to hang out with them anymore. You know, yeah. like, I think that, um, but true, like, I would say true biblical friendships, like true actual, like, kindred spirit, like, friendships, I think are ones where you say, like, you, like you said, like, a long view of, like, hey, this is just a blip on the radar of what, like, our friendship's going to be about. Yeah. Um you know, and then I also think that there is this part of um, accepting friendships for what it is in the season, mm. right? Like there is a part of sometimes you're going to, if you have really good friendships that you want to last for a long time, like there's going to be parts of that are like, hey, I'm really close. I spend a lot of time with you in this particular season. And then maybe I have a couple of years where we just don't see each other as much, mm-hmm. but then it's like things change. I think being willing to let friendships change. I think that's really what I'm saying is like mm-hmm. letting friendships change over time. Cause I think the more you try to force them to be the same thing all the time, your, your expectation you hold over your head for that will, mm-hmm. you'll always just be disappointed. And then it, it'll end up where you just won't want to be friends with them anymore. And you give up, yeah. you can't, you know, the cancel culture, like, well, like, it isn't yeah. what it used to be. So I'm not going to spend time with you or yeah. we're not friends anymore, you know? Um, yeah. But I think when you accept it for what it is, you can say, Hey, this is what our friendship looks like right now. It mm-hmm. may not look like this forever. Um, but right now when we're both in a busy season or you just had a new baby, like you can't mm-hmm. spend the time, like you can't, I can't come over and talk for two hours about like my big problems or whatever, you know, yeah. or you can't, you don't want to go out with me on a Friday night or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's not all, you know, <laughs> those are just <laughs> minor examples. Um, <laughs> I had never said those things. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I just think like that high idea of accepting friendships for what they are mm. in the moment and being willing to let them change. Cause like you said, if you don't let them do that, you may lose out on something more beautiful, like mm-hmm. later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think about some of my friendships now, you know, I think there are some of them that, yeah, they've changed over time. And there's some years and seasons I spend a lot of time with certain people. And then other times, you know, we just, life gets ahead of us and mm. that kind of thing. But yeah. But, uh, yeah. I would say, so something we were talking about is just like talking about, I I mentioned this, is some things we've learned from mistakes. (laughs) I don't don't like really calling them mistakes. I think um, something I'm really bad at is like when I make a new friend and I'm like, word vomit, here's my entire life story. Like, (laughs) and are you going to accept me for me? You know, kind of like here's the Enneagram for showing, right? Like here's going to be real authentic, um, real genuine. And if you don't accept me, you know, whatever. Um, I think I test it out. Like I kind of do this thing where I was like, Oh, here's all my junk. Let's see if you'll pick it up. But I think that I've learned to 
be careful with my story a little bit more. Like when I'm making new friends to be willing to share, but also like not um, expect them to just say yes or no to like being like accepting all of me right away or even just like having this expectation that they're going to like right away be this like deep friendship. They're going to carry all my burdens and I'm going to carry theirs. And it's like, Mm -hmm. like, we're best friends forever. You know, I think that's sometimes like really dangerous to do right away and letting like a friendship build over time. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I, and I think that I've just learned how to like, sometimes you get really vulnerable with people really fast and then you're like, wait, can they handle that or can I handle what they have to carry? Um, I think sometimes, yeah, that can be kind of dangerous a little bit. And I've noticed that (laughs) over time. And, um, which is funny because it's like, I have had some friendships that are like that. I just like have them for a short season and I feel like they're really deep or really meaningful. And then, I come back to some of these friends I've had for like long time, a long time. Mm. And I realize what it was like for people like to live with me through a lot of my story. And those people um, often are the ones that like, I just don't have to explain myself to. And yeah. I can say, um, this is what's going on right now. And they're like, man, look, think, think about where you were five years ago or whatever. Like, mm. I think that that there's, there's just a depth of like, man, I'm so thankful for those friendships. And I often take those for granted. So I think sometimes the mistake I make is I go too deep too fast with friends. And I also take my friendships that I've had for a long time for granted. And, um, you know, I think for a long time, I thought I had to have so many friends, right? Mm. Uh, That's just like seventh grade Larissa that just so desperately wanted a lot of friends that, um, you know, wants to fulfill that. And so now I'm like learning how to enjoy the few friendship I have and yeah. to not, I have to continue to add tons and tons more, you know, yeah, all the time. Huge. It is. Well, that's like huge. But I think oh, like yeah. the reason I share that is I feel like sometimes we're so desperate for that best friend, that person, right. That is like our bestie and we're going to do things. We're going to dress alike or kids are going to grow up together. Like, and sometimes, um, that expectation is never fulfilled. Like it's kind of this like grandiose idea and Mm -hmm. it, you know, and it's like, there may be people that have that on the surface level, but they don't share hearts the Mm -hmm. way that we think that, that we really want and desire. I don't know. So I think that like sometimes we hold this expectation of what like best friendship looks like. And I think we have to be really careful with that because it's mm. could be I, an idol. Um, mm. For me, it has been probably a majority of my life has been an idol of like having that best friend. Um, so much so that I had a DTR with my best friend from in college. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> like, did we just be friends? Um, which I think is like, amazing which I have a lot of best friends now it's like yeah. you know then that's the rule of like I can have so many best friends exactly you, know? you don't need just one I know a lot of them I think you know what you said about um people knowing you for a long time and like having relationships that span you know um months and years and uh, where a lot of our friendships are in college are you know over a decade now it's it's really neat to see <clears throat> I just got a friend I, I got a text from a friend 
last week. She and I used to be really, 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 really close. Um, we lived together first season of our lives. Um, and we've in the past four or five years, we haven't been as close. We reconnected last, um, Christmas, um, in person together. And that was really, really special and really, really fun. But, um, our friendship looks different than it did when we were in college. And so, but I would consider her a really close friend and I was texting with her about something and she said something that only somebody who, who's known me for, you know, 12 years can say to me. And not, not in a permission way, but in a, she knows my story mm-hmm. and she knows how significant this is for me to do this thing. And so to even hear the words that came or to see the words that came out of her mouth onto my phone was like, yeah, like, this is why I never want to give up on friendships. Not for me personally, just for my gain, but because like, you know, I've, I've known her through different seasons of her life. She's known me. I want to be a good friend to her. But this is like the richness of having someone know you deeply mm-hmm. and, and in a way in which yeah. people here in Memphis don't yet know me. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it, that, I like that, that you said yet. Really Sorry. <laughs> what? I like that you said yet know you. Yeah, yet. They don't know me that way yet. I mean, Lord willing, I'll be here for however long. And and I will have deep friendships here, too. They'll look different. They may not take 12 years to, you know, get to that level of depth. But, <clears throat> but anyways, all that to say, I think it's really... One of the, the the primary mistakes or lessons that I've learned is... Um, I, a lot of times in friendship... And I've learned this about myself over the past, I don't know, probably four or five years. And I haven't really done any work to change it, but I'm starting to now. But, and starting to looks very baby steps. Lawyer, you'll probably be like, you're not really changing that. But, um, <laughs> hey, but one of the things. This is the space of I grace. Really, huh? This is a space of grace. Yes, it is. Um, one of the things that I really struggle with in friendships is um, pursuing people. So I will let people pursue me. And I think you talked about this earlier. Um, But I have a really hard time, even in established friendships. And this is what's weird to me. And I don't quite understand this. I have a really hard time pursuing people in deep friendships, even. So, like, it's hard for me to, um, uh, you know, develop relationships with people because I have a hard time pursuing, you know, new people. But then even in like established strong friendships, I have a hard time pursuing people. And so what that means is, you know, I'm, I'll be the girl that waits to get the text from the friend instead of sending the text and saying, Hey, is everything all right? How are you doing? Um, I'll be the one to, you know, and, and I think a lot of it, and I've learned a lot of this through therapy is, you know, I think it it ties to my story in very specific ways, but it's also a way for me to feel safe. And mm-hmm. like, instead yeah. of feeling safe in the Lord, I like to feel safe in friendship. Oh, this person pursued me. They really do care about me. Mm-hmm. And like, it's very yeah. selfish. It's very self-serving. Um, it's very gross. 
but it's part it's part of what I understand about myself now. Mm. And it's something that I, Lord, you know, with the Lord's help, will, you know, continue to grow in and to change in and to pursue people, even when it makes me uncomfortable, even if it feels like, oh, my gosh, maybe they don't really care about me. Um, why haven't they? Because here's the thing. I put off that vibe to people. I got told that by somebody. And I was like, yeah, that's actually true. I do put off that vibe if I don't, you know, pursue. So I think that's interesting because what you said about being safe in the Lord means you can feel free to pursue people mm-hmm. because I think it is really true. There is this, I think there's this perception too. It's like, I have to take care of my own safety. Mm-hmm. I have to protect myself from hurt mm-hmm. by people. Mm-hmm. Especially if that's part of your story, yeah, is being hurt by people in friendship or relationship, yeah, it's really hard it's to pursue. Yep. And I was just thinking about just mm-hmm. an experience I had in the last couple of years, and how I went through a season where I stopped pursuing friendships because mm-hmm. I felt like a bad friend. Um, I started to sort of believe the lie that because this one friendship um, ended meant that I was a bad person, a bad friend. And so I wasn't worthy, Mm -hmm. like, and I wasn't safe to pursue um, because I didn't want to hurt anyone else or I didn't want to be hurt by anyone Mm -hmm. else. And so Mm -hmm. I think that there is that lie that we can so easily believe is that I am not safe. Um. Or it's not safe for me to like put myself out there and I have to protect myself. I have to do it myself. And so it's like that believing in the Lord that like actually like we are safe in the Lord. And even if we are hurt here on earth, like that doesn't like define us or it doesn't define our identity or whatever. But like, and it's not our job to protect ourselves. No. And and I say that meaning like there is sense of like, you know, on the other side, like, there is this part of being wise and being, um, you know, like if you're really in a friendship that's ta- like placing boundaries is one thing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, placing mm-hmm. healthy boundaries with people is one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think like as you become more emotionally healthy and more self-aware, you learn how to kind of um, cut off toxic places, right? Mm-hmm. But there is that part of in a healthy friendship when you are pursuing um, somebody to like be their friend or in relationship with somebody like you can do that freely yeah. because you are safe in the Lord. Yeah. And I think that looks for different for everyone. And I say that kind of as a caveat just because like, I don't want people to hear us and think, Oh, like you just have to, you know, like you have to be friends with everybody. That's like, no. not, not saying, um, cause there is this part of like when people are practicing unhealthy, toxic relational strategies, <laughs> Mm-hmm. She probably not reinforce those no. <laughs> and like all the other yeah. stuff, but, but I think there is that part, but I liked what you said about if I'm safe in the Lord, then I'm safe to mm-hmm. do these things. So, yeah, I love that. Awesome. Any other thoughts? I mean, I feel like we talked about a lot of things there. I feel I like feel, we did too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want our like listeners to really understand that we wanted to talk about this topic because, um, you know, it's really part of being in the midst of any kind of season is you need people in your life to help you, whether things are good or things are bad. Um, you need people around you and 
you know, we realize that everybody's in a different spot and they live in different places and friendships are available in different ways. And so like the important part is to really think about like the relationships that you do have. Um, what are the ways that you foster positive grace filled relationships? And then the, what are the ways that like, like you learn to accept those in your lives too? Um, cause sometimes friendship comes in really unexpected ways. It really you know? does. <laughs> You know, like mm-hmm. people I thought maybe there was no way I'd be their friend. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that I <laughs> remember encountering. This is terrible. But I can't remember encountering like when I first started attending Redeemer. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be their friend. Like I kind of knew mm-hmm. him from college. It was just a reason. I was like, mm, I'm not going to be their friend. I've interacted mm-hmm. with them two times. And then I end up in a small group with them. And I like love them. <laughs> like, uh, have connections with. And it's just yeah. like the way that God works is kind of amazing so it really is yeah it's really sweet even to think about the way that god works is really like amazing it really is sweet i love it (laughs) It so all right well Well, um like we haven't done this in a while so how about we clap back to when we used to talk about um what brings us joy larissa so what's (laughs) something that's bringing you joy this week um Mm, what's bringing me joy um well i just finished a midterm i don't know if that really like may bring me joy but um i'm done so that's bringing me joy um, it is fall and feels like fall is kind of amazing and i love that and that's bringing me a lot of joy and um oh i got to spend the weekend last weekend with my sisters and it was really fun. And babies. Love Those are bringing joy. Lots of babies. Maybe they, nephew Hugh. So cute. <laughs> if you remember Brooke Spare, who was on our podcast last spring, she was pregnant at the time. The baby is now fully, fully ripened and birthed. Oh, he's a big boy, too. <laughs> he is. He's adorable, squishy, and, you know, all the good things a baby should be. So yeah. that's just bringing me joy these days. Sweet. What about you, Aaron? What's bringing you joy? Um, you kind of hit on one of them, fall. So, like, I always joke that Memphis, you can, uh, at um, Halloween, you're either wearing mittens and a hat or you're wearing shorts and a tank top. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's, like, the joke here in town. But, so I think this year for Halloween, it'll be mittens and a hat because it is um finally 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 fall here so that's one thing that's bringing me absolute joy the crisp air and then um I've got this candle that I burn every night when I get home from work that smells like fall in a jar um and I don't do y'all I don't do that pumpkin spice crap I'm not (laughs) spice girl I'm not your basic white girl um obviously wait Erin so it smells nothing like pumpkin, thank God. Um, but it smells great. Um, <laughs> and then the last thing that's bringing me joy. This is an audio really, format. Huh? What? Go ahead. This Sorry, sounds really last cliche. Thing that- this sounds really cliche, especially since we spent the whole time talking about this, is friendships. Um, so I'll just leave it at that. It's bringing me a lot of joy. Um, <clears throat> even though I'm like... Yeah, even though I don't do them well and they're not perfect, but they do bring me a lot of joy, just having good friends. Um, I was going to say that um, 
because I said made, made that comment that was like, wait, you're not white. It is it is an audio format, so we didn't have some visuals. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If nobody's ever seen a picture or saw see my Instagram, I'm not your basic white girl. Um, <laughs> I am. Oh, I love the. I don't know why that just made me laugh really hard. Yeah, I can't say um, pumpkin spice. I'm sorry. <laughs> pumpkin spice, yeah. Um, actually, don't I don't really like a pumpkin spice latte. I don't like. I don't like. It's just too much. It's just too much. I don't need that. I don't need that. Anyways, well, all right, uh, friends, we're so thankful you guys uh, tuned in, and if you made it this long, we are off the rails because it's a little late when we're recording this podcast. Um, so if you loved what you heard today, um, we would just love for you guys to, um, go into iTunes and rate and review us. We'd love to hear what you think and, um, feel about what you heard. Mm -hmm. You can also, um, follow us on Instagram and message us there. We'd love to hear some feedback. Um, we like to do, we're going to keep doing some of these, um, podcasts about just different topics, talking through different topics and sharing those out. Um, because it's kind of fun for us to just explore things that are brought up in our interviews and things like that. And so we'd love to hear more. Is there topics that you'd love for us to talk about? Um, we'd love to do that. So, um, feel free to email us also at in the midst podcast at gmail.com and yeah, anything else no, you need to add here? Thanks y'all. Good. Thanks. Bye.